As we welcome you into this 366th episode of Unscripted, our end of the week special, our Freeform Friday, I was just thinking here um, as we Chris was getting the everything ready to go to to start uh, producing this 366th episode. In the previous episode, we talked about just a little bit about our heroes from when we were growing up. But can you imagine, as I mentioned that my hero was Michael Jordan, can you imagine the coach that cut him from the team in 10th grade? Can you imagine the shit he takes every time he hears the name Michael Jordan or sees a commercial or sees a Hanes underwear commercial or something and think, here's the guy that had the balls to cut Michael Jordan from the 10th grade basketball team at Laney High School in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, this guy cut Michael Jeffrey Jordan. That's amazing to me. I mean, everything he's accomplished. Dean Smith said before he died, the greatest player, obviously, that he ever coached was Michael Jeffrey Jordan, and the guy gets cut from his 10th grade team, and that coach, hopefully he's dead, because (laughs) I can't imagine imagine the shit he must take from people. You cut Michael Jordan? How stupid are you? And with that, I welcome you into this 366th episode of Unscripted, a great way that we end up the week with uh, Chris going on to our Twitter page, finding out what people are talking about. Chris looks through it, finds good things we talk about a little bit, banter about, and move on to the next topic. It's a great way to end the week. And having said that, I hand the microphone over to the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Fluke. Thanks, Mike. I think we've got some pretty fun tweets this week, so I'm excited to get to them. I remember liking a lot of these that were ridiculous. But anyway, Eater LA at Eater LA, LA Coffee Chain, Alfred Coffee bans Kawhi Leonard from all locations after failing to sign with Lakers. Oh, my God. Come on, guys. <laughs> Does I mean, James Dolan own this place? Uh, yeah, like, how petty I mean, are they? What the hell? I mean, he's still in LA. You're still going to. I mean, listen. Listen, guys. Kawhi Leonard asked the Lakers to, and you know, I wanted him to sign with the Lakers. I mean, let's be honest. Everybody that listens to Unscripted knows that I'm a Laker fan. Um, I wanted him to sign with the Lakers, obviously. He asked the Lakers to see if they could postpone the finalization, if you will, of the Anthony Davis trade so they could, you know, I don't, I don't know how all that works, but obviously the Lakers were in there at the end. Um, but you know what? I can see where Kawhi's coming from. I really can. When you've accomplished what Kawhi Leonard has accomplished, you're now a two-time NBA champion. You have the opportunity to lead a third franchise, potentially to a championship. Do you want to play third banana on a team behind LeBron James and Anthony Davis? This way in L.A., obviously Kawhi is calling the shots as a member of the Clippers. He got, uh, he got uh, Paul George to ask for and receive a trade from Oklahoma City. Cost him five number ones, two players, and two swappable draft picks. So seven draft picks and two players. I mean, listen, this guy is was going back to L.A. It's quite obvious now. He was going back to L.A. Uh, by hook or by crook. And I think for him the better situation was probably going to Los Angeles in regard to being with the Clippers. The Clippers right now, and this just pains me to no end to say this, 
but the Clippers are the more stable franchise of the two right now. Oh, the oh. Lakers have a a former agent as a general manager that I don't think he knows what the hell he's doing. They have an owner that really I don't think she knows what the hell she's doing. Um, Magic Johnson quits, and yet he was part of a Kawhi meeting last week. So who knows what's going on in Lakerland while in Clipperland. They've got a new arena coming. They already have a new practice facility. They've got an owner that Chris mentioned in episode 364 was, you know, could buy 15 franchises and still have $5 billion left over. So much more stability right now with the Clippers than the Lakers in L.A. All right, David Sinclair, Ph.D., uh, David A. Sinclair. And this guy is great. I watched him on Joe Rogan's podcast. He is, uh, he works at Harvard uh, you know, Harvard Research Center there. And he is, uh, he's trying to reverse aging or end aging. Like he thinks that aging is a, is a disease that we don't necessarily have to go through. And he's doing some really high end work on it. Very interesting guy. But he's got three questions. I want you to give me a number as an answer for all three of them. Okay. How old are you? 54. How old do you feel? Uh, how old I feel, right? I feel mid-40s. I feel okay. Okay. And how old do you want to feel? 27. Nice. Okay. Uh, for me, how old are you? 39. How old do you feel? 23. How old do you want to feel? 19. Yeah. There you go. So we're getting there. Um, Martin and I've been doing, uh, I've been hitting the weights hard for the first time since you've known me, certainly. Yeah. And uh, it's been going good. We're doing like on Sundays, we do heavy squats and deadlifts, like, really good stuff. And it, it's, it's great. And it's, it's helping a lot. It's good. Uh, I'm feeling really good. And I'm trying to get back into your arms like, look huge as ever. Oh, thanks. Well, hopefully they'll get bigger. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's great. I'm trying to really do the things I love lately. I realized that, you know, Part of it was due to not having a good job or one you could trust or, you know, you get let go or something. And, and now I'm in a good spot and I feel like I can relax a bit. And so it's, uh, well, by relax, I mean go hard on stuff. But I realized I, I love wrestling and poker and lifting weights. And so I'm trying to do all three of those really good the last month especially. And it's been just fantastic. So, so it's great. I think that's important for feeling young. Okay, Andy Nesbitt at A Nesbitt. CBS announcer just now. A big day in sports starts next Saturday with three-on-three hoops followed by fishing. Yeah, football needs to hurry up and come football back. Football needs to hurry up. I mean, I just mentioned in our last episode, we're about 59 or 60 days from the opening night of Thursday Night Football, Packers and Bears from Soldier Field. I actually did um, Saturday, uh, you know, I was still drying off and drying out from the unbelievable deluge of rain and crap that we played golf with on Sunday on on Friday excuse me so Saturday it didn't get a lot done um which was okay but um I turned on the big three on CBS I could watch it for about 30 seconds and it's just like are you kidding me um this is the slow time of the year folks in regard to big time big ticket sports uh, no NBA no NFL no NHL um, and unfortunately we still have baseball, which isn't doing anything for us. Um, but yeah, come on, NFL, get here. Um, I can't wait. It's just, there's just a lull there. I've been watching reruns of old sitcoms because there's just nothing to watch on the sports for me. 
I mean, I get it. Your job is to announce that next week is three-on-three hoops followed by fishing. But the gall to say a big day in sports. Come on. Yeah, for sure. You you Um, sell it. I can't trust anything you say if you tell me that. A big day of fishing? Yeah. That also, uh, to a lot of people, means big day of drinking, too. Yeah, of course. Okay, one of my favorite accounts to follow now, Busty Rusty at Ray Larimson. I always wear sexy undies just in case of a wardrobe malfunction. And I have to say, I appreciate this, not because I wear panties, but <laughs> but uh, as a guy, uh, sometimes I might want to have a little more secure underwear, but I might be seeing a lady that night, so of course you can't, then you have to wear something where you're a little yeah. more free-flowing because it's a little cooler, uh, <laughs> you know, to, you know, you don't look as like as much of a geek or whatever so i i appreciate having to customize underwear sure. for certain situations uh, don't worry about that too much anymore but uh, uh any I, a- anything I, to contribute i haven't here? customized underwear in 27 <laughs> years um judy is stuck with what she buys me every piece of clothing that i own and wear is bought by my wife so mm. as long as she keeps buying the drawers and she likes them then I'm fine with it. But yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I remember a lot of nights, especially in the Vegas days, going out commando. Um, but no, not anymore. I haven't really customized underwear wear for 27 years. Mm-hmm. Now, this is going to test your... Uh, you made a claim this week that Doc Rivers is a player's coach. So, And I'm not saying he's not. I just want to give you this headline. Yep. Hoops Tribune at Hoops Tribune. Paul George reportedly both dated and cheated on his new coach, Doc Rivers' daughter. Ooh, hello. Wow. Okay. Um, hmm. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Paul, can you come uh, see me in the office, please? We need to talk about No, my... I mean, you have daughters. What would you feel like if uh, you're suddenly coaching a guy who dated and cheated on Well, what daughter? I'm saying is, what I was getting at is that we need to have a conversation real quick mm-hmm. in regard to... Uh, Paul George and Doc Rivers to clear the air if there's any air that needs to be cleared. But, uh, you know, anybody that hurts your daughter, you want to go out and hurt that person. So I would imagine, though, obviously, that uh, that topic probably has been discussed, I would imagine. Um, there was, again, a big meeting last Thursday that involved Steve Ballmer, Doc Rivers, Kawhi Leonard, and Leonard's representation. And I would imagine that all those things got you know, put into motion. I mean, come on, let's be honest here. The Los Angeles Clippers gave up a truckload of shit to ensure that they were going to get both Kawhi Leonard and and uh, Paul George. So they had to be comfortable with what they gave up to what they acquired. And uh, obviously that would have been discussed. And if that was a problem, then I, I, would, have, I would assume that Ballmer is strong enough that he would have said, all right, we'll find somebody else. Yeah. Okay, I appreciate this one a lot. The Onion at The Onion. New music festival, just large empty field to do drugs in. (laughs) Well... Because that's all they are. That's all that it is. And um, what I'm wondering is they are supposed to be um, redoing the... What was the big thing in 1969? I know you weren't around. Woodstock. They're supposed to be doing Woodstock 50 this year. Yeah, yeah. And then they had a bunch of bands that decided not to come because something happened and, and whatever. I mean... What is everybody getting excited about to go do at Woodstock 50 again? Is it to go listen to bands that some of them were there 50 years ago? No. They're there to listen to music they for sure. They try and get the Stones or something. Well, th- yeah, but what I'm saying is they're there to try to recreate 
what happened 50 years ago and try to recreate the fun that they had 50 years ago. It'll be difficult because remember, if the people that were at Woodstock 50 years ago, let's put them in their late teens or early 20s, that puts them now in their late 60s, early 70s. How much dope smoking are you going to do or how much drinking are you going to do if you're in your 70s now? And I mean... Maybe they start Woodstock at 9.30 in the morning because people in their 70s (laughs) usually have lunch at, you know, 11.30 and then dinner at 4 and they're in bed by 9. So maybe we have to move the timetable up a little bit. It'll be interesting to see. Wow. Anyway, uh, last place I would ever go in my whole life. Uh, Okay, so uh, Gorzy at Mr. Grows. Gorzy? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, never heard of this person before, but anyway, they're just tweeting out something else. So this has to be the most bizarre part of the, uh, Lisa McLeod, Eugene Melnick story. This is impressive even by Melnick standards. So we have talked about Melnick being cheap before. Correct. Get ready to be impressed. Got it. Okay. So I'm not going to read this whole thing. I'm just going to stop at the end. So, okay. So, uh, the Ottawa Senators recently traded Cody CC, a recent Correct. first round draft pick. So they trade him to the Leafs. Right. Okay, here we go. This is from some article somewhere. Quote uh, from this person. Melnick said it was purely a financial move to trade CeCe, as in addition to an impending raise in arbitration, CeCe's vegan diet required specialty food items such as tofu and seaweed to be stocked in the team fridge, causing the Senator's sport nutrition program to run over budget. You know, I I really believe this. um, And I despise Eugene Melnick and what he's done to the Ottawa Senators organization. Um, he's made them a laughing stock. Um, Chris and I have thought many times that of the seven franchises in the National Hockey League, there was only six that were stable. Well, I think there's only five that are stable. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I don't think the Flames are a stable organization right now with their building, but I don't think the fucking Ottawa Senators are on stable ground right now with Eugene Melnick running the team. You know, I, I really believe, folks, that, you know, if you have money, you can hide a lot of things like your IQ um, and a lot of different things can be hidden because you've got the money. But what makes James Dolan an owner? What makes Eugene Melnick an owner? They certainly don't have any brains about ownership. They just have a plaything, and it's a cool thing to sit there and tell your friends, hey, man, I'm sitting there and I'm the owner of the Ottawa Senators. Well, you haven't done anything, and all you've doing is probably, uh, you know, depreciated what the organization is worth. But I really believe that we have to. I don't know what the the system is, but I think you know there are a lot of bonehead owners in sports today. And I'll start in the National Football League with your favorite, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, you know, they have an unbelievable uh, revenue stream. They are the number one popular team. They are on Forbes. Uh, top 100 list of the most, you know, Dallas is right there. They're the number one most valued team on the Forbes top 100 list. And yet, why is it the Dallas Cowboys with all those amenities to draw from, they haven't even been in a Super Bowl since the mid 90s. It's because their ownership group, there are a lot of shitty owners out there. And because they have something to play, something shiny to play with, with their other millionaire buddies, that doesn't make them that doesn't make them good owners. You know, I would argue this with anybody. The best ownership groups right now in professional sports happen to be the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and the Green Bay Packers. Why? <laughs> because they, they're they not owned by one singular moron. 
Now, there are some great owners out there. Don't get me wrong. Look at what uh, the guy has done in Edmonton. Got a building done. Got a lot of things done when people said that he would not be able to do that. Um, there are a lot of good owners. I'm not, I'm not casting aside all of them. But boy, the ones that are idiots really make up for the ones that are good. And I think that, you know, I, I think that the commissioners of their each respective leagues on the guys that are a little bit, you know, you're wondering what the hell they're using, what part of the brain they're sitting on. I think there needs to be a discussion. And if they don't do certain things, I think it's a disgrace to the National Hockey League what Eugene Melnick is doing to the Ottawa Senators. There's a lot of people that, especially in this country, that being the 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 Washington, D.C. of Canada, that's the, the home headquarters of the country of Canada. You should have a competitive hockey team there. They did a couple years ago, remember? They came up painfully short of going to, uh, you know, they just missed. The last time Pittsburgh won, it was Ottawa that was the team that was you know, against them in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's only a couple years ago. And since then, the Ottawa Senators have gone from the Eastern Conference penthouse to the Eastern Conference outhouse. And a lot of that has to do because of Eugene Melnick. Well, I can't argue with any of that. But uh, do, you, do you know Andy Richter? You remember that like, oh, yeah. sat with Conan side, and everything? Yeah, he's still, I think he's still the sidekick with Conan. Actually, I think yeah. he probably still is anyway. Yeah. So, you know, LA... He's from Wisconsin, you know. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. So LA had that uh, bit of an earthquake on the weekend. Yes, eight points, or was it 7.1, 7. 7. 7. 7. I think. 7.1, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so I saw lots of videos about it, but... There's a... Excuse me, but I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but there's supposed to be another one coming in about a week. Oh, wow. That's supposed okay. to be bigger yeah. than... Uh, yeah. So everyone was tweeting about it, but only Andy Richter's tweet really stood out to me i really enjoyed this this was a great tweet but he simply said guys unfortunately i have to cancel tomorrow's grand opening of my glass dildo shop (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's funny i don't have anything to comment after that i mean andy richter took care of that all himself so good job there andy good job yeah yeah and i mean you know how tempting to make a Richter scale joke, but exactly. he went with glass dildos. He went with instead. the glass dildos yeah, yeah, instead, which better. was just shows that he's a smart man. Yeah, too. there you go. Okay, I'm not going to bother saying these guys' names because it's not important. But someone tweet, some guy tweeted, "Women shouldn't say bad words." Retweet if you agree. So then this other guy tweeted to him, "Hello, Nick. I'm a reporter with KLWG in Boise. I'm doing a story on men that have never pleasured a woman sexually. May I use your tweets?" <laughs> tell you something (laughs) let me tell you something women's vocabulary and i'm not generalizing and putting all women in that same category but generally speaking women's vocabularies have got as filthy as men oh yeah in this day and age i was sitting on a job site late last week and i walk into an on-site you know site meeting in one of these little trailers and i walk into it and there was a woman there she was the the uh, project manager for this company. And I swear to God, every other word was F this, F this, F this, asshole this, mother of this. I mean, and, and I'm just going, wow. The scary thing is, is that didn't surprise me as much as it may have obviously 20 years ago. But I just was sitting there thinking about your dad, my dad, would uh, what they would say if they heard this truck driving sister Jimmy here, the way she was speaking it. I, and I know women on construction sites 
are always trying to compete with men. I get that. They've been at least afforded the opportunity now here in the 21st century, and that's a good thing. But um, it just, you know, when you hear some trucker go off like that, it sounds a little weird when it comes out of a female's voice, is what I'm going to say. I'm not going to say it's wrong. I'm not going to say it's right. But it just seems more socially accepted when you've got some idiot guy sitting there rambling off like he's, you know, just truck stop Jimmy. But it just seems different. And again, this is me being the age that I am and being old school. I accept it, but it just seems weird to hear, you know, a, a, a smaller feminine voice sitting there going, get the fuck out. You know, it it, it just... I don't know. It's yeah. just me. It reminds me of uh, Jeff Foxworthy at the Larry the Cable Guy roast, where he's talking about Lisa Lampanelli and how filthy she was, and he oh. was he was he was saying he's like you could play her CD at a truck stop, and people would be like, hey 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 hey, there's mechanics in here. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. yeah I but know. I gotta say, Lisa Lampanelli is funny. Yeah, she's funny. Yeah. She is hilarious. I, I, I saw her live here. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But uh, okay, have you ever stayed at someone's house? And then they have a pool, and then they like you didn't bring your swimsuit, and so they offered to lend you one or whatever. So the onion at the onion, pool owner has bathing suit that touched his penis. You can borrow. Oh, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> I knew you could. <laughs> I can't do that. Um, you know, I uh, I have a few really uh, germaphobic kind of things, and uh, that has happened to me a couple of times, but. Um, I have just don't in, dove into the water with underwear on my underwear on no one else's. I could not wear <laughs> another person's swimsuit. It just, you know, you know about, you know about how I feel about bowling shoes and you know how I feel about putting your fingers even in those disgusting bowling shoes. Well, just think about if you had to put a swimsuit on after, oh, I don't know, a porn star was wearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be. The second guy in after wearing John Holmes's. <laughs> wow, that's an old reference. It is, but that you know, I, I remember him being to here, and yeah. I could not, literally or figuratively, wear the, wear <laughs> his bathing suit proud. So I'm just going to go in with my drawers on and let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, this was a ridiculous thing at the World Series of Poker. So the uh, World Series of Poker about four weeks in now, actually probably in the fifth week now. Uh, so it's main event time. So the ten day. Well, World that's Series the one that John Sin won last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the World okay. Series. So of course, there's 83. Well, there's almost 100 events this year at the Vegas World Series of Poker, and uh, but the main event is of course the most famous one. It's a 10 day tournament. It's a big deal. It's the big one. It's the World Championship of No Limit Hold'em, ten thousand dollar buy-in, and uh, so at day one of the WCP main event, I think it's about 8,500 people entered. I think it's the second biggest ever yeah. after 2006, uh, and. Uh, this was a weird one. I, we still don't have an explanation about this, I don't think. I think the guy was just really drunk, but a man went all in blind, mooned the table, pulled out his dick, and threw his shoe at the dealer, and then he walked away and he was disqualified. So they actually kicked him out of the tournament. Like, what a waste of $10,000. He had Queen 3 offsuit. And it's funny, so he's sitting, and nobody knows why. Like, he's sitting there, he's got Queen 3 offsuit, a terrible hand. Mm-hmm. He goes all in. I believe he turns his cards over so you can see. Another guy had pocket fives and was sitting there trying to decide when to call. And the guy didn't even, like, 
aggressively throw the shoe. He took off both shoes and both socks, but then took and left three of the things on the ground, took the other shoe and kind of like lightly undertossed it kind of near the dealer. It was, and no one's going to know what he's doing. It didn't even look like he was trying to hit the dealer. No one knows what he's doing. He's some old guy. And yeah, he's sitting there like mooning a table, hands in the air, dick out. And then he starts, and it's weird. Then he gets kicked out and this house, uh, the this woman who works there is like guiding him out. And he apologizes to another table, not the one he was at. But, like, it was weird and no... And then they found him, I think... Um, I don't know if it was the next day or what, but same guy was was at the Luxor. I think he was... He just got up on a... I don't even know if it was a poker table. It might have been a gaming table and did basically the same thing. So just some weird, drunk, messed up old guy, I guess. I don't know, but... Anyway, will he, uh, will he be barred from future World Series of Poker events? Oh, well, you would. You You'd would, hope so. You would think so. Yeah. yeah I mean, you sure. can't ever act like that. Like, no amount of drinking or drugs excuses that. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. So no that question. Was, that yeah. that, that uh, shows poorly on the tournament. It mm -hmm. shows poorly on the casino where it's being held. And they don't need uh, idiots like that in those Vegas casinos for damn sure. Okay. So, oh my God. Okay, who is that? Well, uh, well, uh, is no, that him? No, 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 no. This is a, this is a nobody, but how old do you think that guy is? I'm going to surprise you and I'm going to say 35. Good grass. He's 36. Yeah. But yeah, you could tell he's, he's not that old. He just had a really hard life, yeah. really rough life. So he looks about 60, but he's, uh, I used to work. Yeah. I got to tell you this. Yeah, I used sure. to work for a guy at Valley Ridge on the golf course years ago. Guy's name was Brad Walls, unbelievably sweet swinger of the golf club. He was the pro out there, but he was a, a he was an alcoholic. He was yeah. just. He, but Brad one time uh, played the Western Lottery or whatever it was, you know, the and the pick whatever. He won a million bucks. They took a picture of him, and at the time, Brad um, Brad is younger than I am by six years, so. This happened years ago, but what I'm trying to say was somebody asked when they showed him the picture of Brad with his check that was produced by Western Canada Lotteries or whatever. Um, somebody asked him how old this guy looks, and remember, so this is uh, this is the year about year 2000. So we're going to go back. Let's just make the math easy. 20 years. So at the time, I'm 35. That makes Brad 29, and someone said Brad looked like he was 55. Mm -hmm. Because he's a drunk all the time, chain smoker, and unbelievably hard life. And that's why I went with 35, because that's a picture like Brad would look like after a really big bang. And whatever happened to Brad? With his... I have no idea. Oh, you don't know? I okay. have no idea. Okay. No, I show you this picture of this guy who's had a rough life, because, wow, a lot of it, it, it probably all brought on himself. But North Carolina man, not even Florida man, North Carolina man, <laughs> 36, takes 97 cent UPC sticker, puts it on a Red Bull 12-pack at Walmart, buys it, returns it, cashes in, got greedy, put the 97-cent UPC on a pack on a pack of 500-watt light bulbs, gets caught. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I feel almost sorry for that guy. I really do. If you'd seen the pictures, if you have any compassion at all, and I don't always have a lot of compassion, but obviously this guy's had a rough life. If you'd seen that picture, he should not look. He should not look like he's 63 when he's only 36 years old. Holy Toledo. That guy's had a tough life. Mm -hmm. uh, this is about the best name a girl can nickname herself on Twitter, but Jugs Bunny. Oh, hello. Brilliant at Alley Watch. Uh, the main thing I've learned about getting banned from bars is that it mostly works on the honor system. <laughs> Jugs Bunny. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, 
Banning from bars. Well, it depends on how much you spend at that bar, to, and that'll that determine a lot of how long your suspension lasts. If you're a big hitter, the suspension will probably only last a day. Mm-hmm. I really believe that because the bar needs your revenue. We'll put up with all your horse shit as long as you keep spending money in my establishment. Yep. Okay. Oh, this one I appreciate. The Onion. Pink jersey proves that woman is sports fan, yet also retains a certain femininity. You know when they have the pink jerseys yeah, everywhere, you know pink what? hats. I, yeah, I, I don't agree with that. Um, you know, I don't like the pink jerseys. I think that there are a lot of great women uh, fans of teams, and they look just fine And uh, with the regular team colors. I don't understand why we have to have this purple stuff. I get the biggest kick out of when they go, and especially in Major League Baseball on Mother's Day weekend, they wear pink all weekend. Makes them look just a little bit too feminine for me. I know I'm old school and I'm this, that, and the other thing, but you know what? If you're a fan of your favorite team, wear the damn team's colors. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Just wear the damn colors of the team. Yeah, I think it seems silly, but anyway. Uh, Stephen King. It's Stephen King, and yes, it is that Stephen King. Okay. Getting old is no job for weaklings. That said, anyone says I'm 71 years young, I'll punch your face. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Respect me for making it to 71 and everything that Stephen King has accomplished. He's still a season ticket holder for Boston Red Sox games. Um, he is the Red Sox version of Jack Nicholson, what Jack Nicholson used to be to the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, Stephen King has contributed so much to our lives, whether you're a fan of him or not, for his name to be still in mainstream America or mainstream North America all these years at 71, don't disrespect the man for saying he's 71 years old. Just say, you know, and congratulate him for all he's accomplished in his 71 years above uh, you know, above uh, above ground. So I, I, I totally agree with that. I hate when people say you're 55 years young. No, uh-uh. I'll be 55 on November 1st, and we'll just live with it. Oh, that's a big one. There you go. Yeah. Well, there'll be a party. Oh, yeah, that should be. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I got 40 this year. I got to have a party. You got to have a party. I used to have big, like massive ones every year, and I haven't had it really anything last few years, but this year 40's I have to. 40's a big one. Yeah, I yeah, know you have to. 40, uh, 50 was a huge one. 50 was a, yeah, 50 was a huge one. Yeah, you, at, at 40, that's... 40, you have yeah. to, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. 40, I at 40, I got thrown out of a Vegas bar. Which one? My 40th. No, which bar? Oh, just a local one. Uh, oh. Out by, out in... In uh, Summerlin? Yeah, out uh, in Summerlin. Regulars one? Yeah. Yeah, and did it work on the honor system to the bed? Well, I was back, and about two days later, <laughs> yeah, I was okay. back. They were just mad at me for that night because it did get a little bit out of hand, and... And that had a lot to do with friends of mine in Las Vegas that I hadn't seen in a while. And, yeah. and I was living up here and came down and we just let her go nuts. That's awesome. Okay, The Onion. Area man always thought he'd squander his life differently. <laughs> well, you know, um, I had this grandiose plan. I'll be honest with you. I had a grandiose plan um, that I was going to do this, this, and this. By the age I was 25, and I was going to do this, this, and this by the time I got to 40, and I was going to do this, this, and this by the time I'm 60. And let me tell you, folks, I've accomplished some of them, but um, things have a way of changing. Wives and girlfriends have a way of changing career plans. Kids have a way of changing career plans. So, you know, don't look at it as as a failure by any way, shape, or means. But um, I think anybody that raises a family... Uh, as part of a family, has a good, strong marriage. You've accomplished a lot these days. 
Um, don't ever sell those accomplishments short. But have I accomplished everything that I planned when I was about 15 years old? Not even close. And will I get the chance to do it? Probably not. Because one of my, and you'll get a kick out of this, but one of my dreams one day, and I was 15 and I thought I knew everything, but one of my dreams was to own a bar, um, but a, a bar on the ocean in Los Angeles. That was always one of my, one, one of the things that I wanted to do. But obviously, that ain't going to happen. But uh, you're more Vegas than LA, like. Well, me. I was, but you know, at that time, you know, no question. But at 15, you don't. I didn't have a lot of exposure at that time yet to Las Vegas, for sure. Okay, uh, we'll just do one more onion one here. I appreciate this one a lot, and I, I bet you've been in this situation a million times. Someone's having a barbecue. You can't get there right away. Here we go. Late arriving guest encouraged to load up on food sitting in sun for the past four hours. Well, you know, you know that that's one of the things, and and I truly do appreciate that. Um, you know, if you're going to be late for something, this is just a common courtesy thing, so they can prepare accordingly. If you're going to be late, let somebody know. That is a common courtesy that this generation and uh, people in general have just forgotten about, or they don't, they don't, uh, they don't, they don't give you that courtesy. They just you know, if people are given or forewarned that because of a work commitment or a family commitment or your car broke down or something like that, there's always something. But at least pick up the damn telephone. I mean, we walk around with these damn phones like, you know, we can't survive without them these days. You've got a phone right there. You've got the ability to text somebody. Send your friend. Send the party host a, a note and just say, listen, this has happened. I'll be there when I can. They will appreciate that. And I'll bet you that if there's food line out there, they'll refrigerate it until you get there. I just think we just, a little common courtesy goes a long way. We've got to run on this 366th episode of Unscripted, our Freeform Friday edition of our program. The end of a great week of shows. Hope that you enjoy them. As always, i like to thank you for participating and hope that you continue to do so on our nine different social media avenues for you to enjoy and leave comments about Unscripted with Mike and Chris. Having said all that, for the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Chris Fluke, I'm Mike Jansen. Until next time.